Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. A proposal to move the responsibilities of the Voter Registration Board to the St. Joseph County Clerk's Office remains unsettled this week. County commissioners voted unanimously Tuesday to push back the vote to later this month. District 2 Commissioner Derek Dieter made the motion to delay the vote after a string of public comments. Some who attended tonight's meeting say they're not 100% against the proposal, they're just asking for a delay at least until questions surrounding bias and finances are answered. Commissioners say the idea to possibly eliminate the Voter Registration Board started years ago. They claim it could be beneficial by cutting out some positions, reducing costs for the county. District 2 Commissioner Derek Dieter says there have been issues with the board in the past, and this would remove the need to, quote, babysit it. The public lined up with questions. The proposal says positions would be split 50-50, Democrat and Republican. But if there's a vacancy, the clerk can choose who will fill that role. South Bend Common Councilman Rachel Tomas Morgan raised some questions at the meeting, telling WSBT the timing of this conversation seems suspicious. Coming up so quickly at the start of the year, you can't, you can't help but um, think that there were political motives. Morgan says she was relieved to see the vote pushed back, hopefully allowing for these concerns to be addressed. Uh, They say that this is a conversation that has been happening over uh, many years, but um, I think it was a surprise to many in the community. Which is why Dieter says he made the motion to give not only the public the chance to ask additional questions, but also give the commissioners a chance to answer them fully. There was some good questions that should be answered, so that's that's what we do, is, or at least what I do as government officials. We listen to that, and that's why we delayed it a week and answer as many questions as we can. The vote is set for next week's meeting, which the commissioners did move to the evening to make it more accessible. They suggest sending in your questions about the proposal via email. WSBT 22's and Larie reporting. Reaction from St. Joseph County political leaders after Indiana State Police concluded their investigation into Keygate. The investigation resulted in no criminal charges for former St. Joseph County Clerk Rita Glenn. There were questions raised about which election officials had keys to a ballot storage area and who was able to get in and when. It's been a point of contention for months. I want to speak with local leaders about this because a special prosecutor in this case said that nothing nefarious happened and that Rita Glenn actually acted in good faith. The Indiana State Police wrapping up its investigation after a video surfaced of Rita Glenn throwing away items, leaving a ballot storage room. The special investigator said that Glenn acted in good faith to perform her duties and that the Republican election board member that was needed to open the door, Ben Horvath, violated the duty imposed on him. And so what are your thoughts to just the fact that Ben Horvath was called out in these documents as saying that he wasn't where he should have been? It was a mistake, clearly. 
Uh, he should have notified somebody that he was not going to be available that morning. Uh, he did not, he failed to do that. And that was an error on his part. There's no, no doubt about that. St. Joseph County Commission President Carl Baxmeyer says he's glad there are no criminal charges, but questions have been raised by this investigation. He says it's up to the election board to look at how ballots are stored and handled in the future. St. Joseph County Democratic Party Chair Diana Hess says it was a surprise to see such division in local politics when the video and allegations came out. She had run an, an impeccable office, had integrity. She was beloved by poll workers on both sides of the aisle. Uh, the election board had been fair and reasonable. Uh, and so it, it, was a, it was a surprise. Glenn's attorney says she's been vindicated and she hopes someday the people involved will give her an apology. She was very, very worried about this because that's the kind of person she is. Uh, she tries to do everything by the book and, and she tried to do this by the book. And it, at least in the outcome, uh, we know that she was the one telling the truth. Commissioner Baxmeyer said that the county never ended up doing its own independent investigation into this. And I reached out to Ben Horvath, although he did not get back to me. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. St. Joseph County Board of Health is looking for a new health officer. Dr. Bob Einters is stepping down at the end of March. This says the Board of Health now has a new president and vice president. Einters earlier told the South Bend Tribune there were instances of harassment by commissioners. The current health officer acknowledges finding a replacement won't be easy. He says he's leaving at a time the department's role in the county has become political. It was the first meeting since the county's health officer publicly announced he was resigning. Dr. Bob Einterts has been in the position for three years. He tells WSBT he's stepping down because his effectiveness has come to an end, but that there's more to share after March 31st. It's certainly uh, not an easy position. It's a very uh, time-consuming position. Uh, it's a uh, political position as well, uh, unfortunately. His replacement will be nominated by the Board of Health. That person will then need to be approved by the county council before a final vote by the Board of Commission. Some have speculated current Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox could temporarily step into the role. Well, Dr. Fox is an incredibly capable individual who has a vast knowledge uh, of public health. In fact, uh, he knows more about public health than I do. Commissioners and Einterts have clashed in the past about funding a behavioral crisis center and other public health funding. And then we couldn't get one here. I don't know <laughs> if you care about the community, but if you do, I just would ask that you show more. And the vote for a new Board of Health president and vice president appeared to be split among party lines. There were multiple motions before the board finally selected Dr. Jason Marker for president and John Lynn as vice president. How do we make the health department not uh -huh. Well, to a degree, it's always political because it deals with people, right? Um, really what we want, we don't want it, we don't want it to be a partisan. There's no deadline to appoint a new health officer and the board will need to decide if the position is full-time or part-time. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. Third District Republican Congressman Jim Banks says he will run for Indiana's open U.S. Senate seat next year. Banks made the announcement Tuesday. The seat comes open next year as incumbent Republican Mike Braun leaves after one term to run for governor of Indiana. Banks has established himself as one of the more conservative members of the House. 
Indiana Democratic Chair Mike Schmuel criticizes Banks as someone more interested in being on TV shows like Tucker Carlson on Fox News than working toward Indiana's future. There are at least two declared candidates at this point for mayor of South Bend this year. Incumbent Democrat James Mueller has made it clear he's seeking a second term, and now Republican Desmond Upchurch says he will run in the May primary to oppose Mueller this fall. Upchurch lost a run for county auditor in last November's election. A draft plan is being created right now that could call for a career and technical education hub in St. Joseph County. Some schools in the county are working together to see if it's possible. Administrators from some school districts in St. Joseph County have been meeting regularly with an innovation nonprofit to build a plan for a CTE hub. They're working on what classes would be offered, where it would be located, and how it would be governed. The answers to those questions will ultimately determine how it's funded. It was really just what we needed in that moment. Karima Fowler is the Chief Financial Officer for South Bend Community School Corporation. In 2020, the district had passed a huge referendum. One of the things that we committed to was um, a career center. Shortly after voters approved it, the South Bend Regional Chamber of Commerce asked to work together. So when the chamber reached out, it was exactly what we needed because we know we can't do this alone. So St. Joe County is the largest county in Indiana that doesn't have a career center. And so we said, you know, maybe it's a time for us to look and see if we need it, how it might work. The chamber hired nonprofit and focus to work with South Bend and other area school districts with the goal of coming up with a plan to build a St. Joseph County career hub concept. So who is at the table right now? What schools, businesses are confirmed as saying, yes, yep. let's collaborate and move forward. Yeah, so, so the core really has been South Bend, Mishawaka, Penn, New Prairie, Current Success Academy, um, and the Chamber represented business community. Together, all those stakeholders will decide where a CTE hub could be located, what career pathways and certifications would be offered, and how it would be governed. If you envision conceptually we are strong in healthcare, education, manufacturing, and information technology as a region, we want to build a career hub that increases the amount of student enrollment and qualified workforce. Many schools in the county already offer career and technical education programming. For example, in South Bend, Washington High School is the district's medical and health science magnet school. That would stay in Washington High School and the career center would be a supplement to that. And at PHM, students are building homes through its building and trades program. They can do a lot at PHM. Josiah Parker oversees all the CTE programming at PHM. So CTE is our career and technical education. So it's courses within business, family consumer science, construction manufacturing, health sciences, all that area. He's also part of the team that's collaborating on what a CTE hub in St. Joseph County might look like. We looked at what, what do all of the, the schools that are participating already offer at their school? What does the Elkhart Career Center already offer? Uh, and that's where, kind of where we started a list. We started looking into supplies and materials, equipment, cost of those. The plan is expected to be released in the spring or early summer, but it's still in its early stages. The whole point of being part of the process is this is going to make the community better. It's going to, we'll be able to educate more students in more areas. We'll be able to be kind of be specific in certain pathways and criteria that our community needs. It's positive. Um, 
And it's, you know, everyone coming together to do something for the greater good that can help our um, community for decades to come. The collaboration and planning could also help with how the facility might be funded. I think such is a time as this, um, I don't know when there's another time that we're going to have an opportunity like what we have right now. And I say that from the standpoint of, I'm, I'm talking about dollars. South Bend Schools is sitting on $10 million in capital referendum funds earmarked for a CTE center. Plus schools in Indiana get regular state funding for CTE. And there are districts who are still searching for ways to spend COVID emergency funds. So we were doing a lot of this anyway, but by the chamber taking this on and partners coming in, um, this really helps us. It's not gonna be as much of a financial burden to come up with the career center as it would be if we were doing it on our own. Once the plan is unveiled, it will be just a plan. School boards will have to sign off on this. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Controversy over potential public library censorship in Elkhart County as a contentious resolution is passed by commissioners. Nearly 50 people spoke passionately on this issue during public comment portions of the commissioners' meeting on Tuesday. An emotional and spirited county commissioner meeting local public libraries and patrons warning that this Senate proposal could lead to censorship and book banning. The proposal has two to one county commissioner support. For more than two hours, the people of Elkhart County on both sides of this issue gave their thoughts. Some pleaded with the commissioners to pass the proposal from Commissioner Rogers and close what's been deemed an obscenity loophole. Censorship means deciding what materials people should and shouldn't have access to. You are not censoring anything with this resolution presented by Commissioner Brad Rogers. You are simply asking the legislature to take the power of censorship away from schools and libraries and put it back into the hands of responsible, loving Hoosier parents. Others shared that sentiment, saying they think this proposal exemplifies exactly what the Board of Commissioners was elected to do. The Elkhart County Board of Commissioners serves as the executive and legislative authority for this county. Therefore, you have the authority to make this kind of resolution as presented by Commissioner Rogers. But while many people supported the resolution, plenty voiced their concerns against it. They say the books in question, like it's perfectly normal, are used for sex education purposes to help teach adolescents about their changing bodies. A parent doesn't think a particular book is appropriate for their child. Well, that's fine. Don't check it out. And if they can keep their and they can keep their child from checking it out by simply coming to the public library with their child. Others were quick to defend local libraries, stating they put in plenty of time to make sure only materials deemed appropriate for children can be accessed by them. We have spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars over those 32 years that I was on the board, coming up with filters and things like that to protect kids from things that are on the internet in our library, so they don't, they don't, they're not exposed to that sort of thing. One person I spoke with says while the vote didn't go the way she was supporting, she appreciated having the chance to make her voice heard. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 